Welcome to the That's Deep podcast. I'm Naomi, and I'm an international board-certified life and success coach, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, or NLP, as you've heard it, an empath, a mother, an introvert, and a podcast host. It is my mission to empower humans from the inside out through inner and outer exploration. Thank you so much for being here. If you love the show, please give it a follow and a five-star rating. I appreciate you so much. Now let's dive in. Pardon the interruption, but I have a really quick question for all of you. What type of empath are you? If you're not sure and you haven't taken my empath quiz yet, you can certainly do so at thatsdeepco.com backslash empath dash quiz. And I will also leave a link for it in my show notes. When you take the quiz, you'll find out your type and you'll also be sent a free guided meditation that corresponds to your specific empath type. Thank you so much. And I look forward to helping you find out your type. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to invite you to connect with me on Instagram at naomicourtney.co. Again, that's at naomicourtney.co on Instagram. Thank you. Okay, so I am so excited to welcome a really special guest to the show today. She is the creator of P.S. I'm Ella. She is a spiritual life and business coach, a master NLP life and success coach, who has a personal mission to empower badass, ambitious light workers to connect to soul, expand your consciousness, and to manifest their most lit up life and business. Welcome, Ella. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Naomi. I loved how you just like got my mission statement to the point and to the T. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, well, your your like um, your little description of like what you do. I love how clear you are. I feel like that's like so important. So yeah. Um, okay, so I just want our listeners to get a little um, sneak peek into um, kind of like your personal side. So like, where are you from, and what do you do for a living? Yeah, for sure. So I'm Canadian, so I will probably say A a lot <laughs> when I talk. It is true. The stereotypes are true. Um, so I'm originally from Vancouver, BC, but I moved to Montreal, um, Quebec when I was 17, and I still live in Montreal right now. Um, so I've been in Canada all my life. And what I do for my living, as you just introduced me, I'm a spiritual life and business transformation coach. So what I do is really working with spiritual entrepreneurs and leaders and manifestors to manifest their most lit up life in business. So the bulk of my work goes into subconscious reprogramming because through my own personal experience, I've really found that mindset is everything. A lot of times we tend to focus on, okay, what should I be doing more of? What is the strategy? What are the tactics? And we focus on all the doing when really the magic that happens in our lives and in our businesses happen in the being and the mindset is such a big component to the being. So I really work with clients and people in my community to help them reprogram their mindset for success. So to let go of limiting beliefs, like I'm not good enough. I can't do this. Who am I to do this? Those are my favorite ones to tackle overcoming perfectionism, overcoming um, unworthiness and really helping them step into that next level self. 
So that is the work that I do. Um, I combine modalities of NLP, neuro-linguistic programming with Kundalini yoga, and also with energetic alchemy, which is basically a bunch of potent AF energetic practices to raise your vibration, expand your consciousness, and to really connect you with the infinite being that you are. That is so awesome. I love all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What are you currently working on? Like, are there any, like, you know, brand new projects you have going on? Is there any, like, special um, packages that you got going on? I just want our listeners to know firsthand. Yeah, for sure. So right now I'm working mostly with one-on-one clients. So I have two one-on-one coaching programs. I have Shine Your Light that's really geared towards spiritual entrepreneurs who right now may perhaps be hiding in the spiritual closet a little bit. They're not fully owning their gifts, not fully shining their light. They are struggling with a lot of limiting beliefs. Like I said, I'm not good enough. Who am I to do this? Can I really do this? And they also want to find out how to create an aligned brand that allows their message to be heard. So that that's what Shine Your Light is all about, is that I really combine those elements of subconscious mindset reprogramming with an online brand development approach. Um, and then I also have Light Up Your Life, which is my life coaching program that's all about mindset reprogramming, manifestation. So really looking at how do we get clear about your life vision, let go of beliefs that don't serve you so that you can manifest your most lit up life. And another really exciting project that I'm currently working on is my online course that I'm so stoked about. It's called Light Up and Manifest. And I call this your one-of-a-kind manifestation and mindset elevation experience, combining NLP, Kundalini Yoga, and Energetic Alchemy. So I realized kind of like this gap in the manifestation world when it comes to courses is that a lot of times, a lot of courses focus on the knowledge, focuses on the information, and a little bit of implementation, which is great. Um, But what I really found for myself when it comes to really becoming a master at manifesting anything that I desire, it's a lot about the implementation. It's a lot about taking the action when it comes to managing your energetic vibration. So that's where this course is going to be very different and that it brings in a lot of Kundalini yoga practices, Kundalini meditation, the energy work so that not only are you able to manifest what you desire, like that's just like a positive outcome out of it. The whole bulk of the course is really about transforming you at your core, at a mindset level, at a subconscious level so that Aside from having what you desire, you just feel like a brand new person. So I'm really excited about that. Ooh, I'm excited for that too. Congratulations on all the new projects and I don't know, just all the success. That is so awesome. I was also just like watching your Instagram stories and like I saw that you were um, sharing some of your, your old videos like from your archives and I just thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's always really cool I think to look back Um, And that's what I really believe in is that everything that we experience, everything that we go through happens for a reason. And so I think it's always so nice when you take that look back to the past and it's like back then, um, perhaps there was some confusion or something happened that's not so ideal, but then down the road, when you look back, you can see exactly how things have laddered up and kind of happened for you. Yeah, totally. Okay, so I'm gonna take a little bit of a shift in the questions. And I want to know, what's one thing that you wish people knew more about you? One thing that I wish people knew more about me? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, I feel like, I feel like the funny thing is, is that I really share a lot of who I am as a person when it comes to what I share on social media. Um, so more and more, like I'm, you've probably seen on my Instagram stories, I share funny videos of me dancing at home with my cat. <laughs> yeah, I love those. 
and so like I guess that's like one thing that I wish people knew more about me is that I'm also like I have like a really playful side to me that in the past I kind of felt more afraid of sharing I felt like when I show up on social media I need to be like a leader I need to be a teacher I must just like give value and so now more and more like I'm really stepping into allowing my full self to be seen online and that's where I would randomly you know share videos of me like leaping around in my apartment to kundalini mantras because that's literally what I do yeah. <laughs> 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 cool. Okay. What is one thing that you're really grateful for right now? One thing that I'm really grateful for, wow, there's so many things. Um, I think right now, like the theme for the last week and two weeks is really like, I'm really grateful for the immense support that I have and not just support from friends, from family, from my community, but really just feeling that support from the divine from the universe, um, from my spiritual support team, as I call them. Um, it's something that I've really struggled with for a very long time in my life was learning how to trust, learning how to trust myself, learning how to trust that things are working out for me. So right now in this phase of my life, like I am constantly in deep gratitude for how much support there is and just for my ability to lean into that trust. Yeah, I really think that's, I don't know, you just said it so beautifully. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, so what are some of the limiting beliefs that you're working through at the moment? Yeah, so with a lot of my limiting beliefs, it's actually really interesting because I was just telling my boyfriend about this this morning, is that it's interesting because I have such a different relationship with my limiting beliefs these days. I think sometimes on lower days, what still pops up is like, oh, like, you're not good enough. I think that's something that is forever kind of ingrained in us, but it's really about having those tools to shift past it. But there's two things that have been coming up for me in regards to limiting beliefs around like not good enough or like fear um, around showing up. The first thing is that I've learned to see limiting beliefs no longer as limits. Um, and this is something that I shared on Instagram last week as well. And it's such a simple thing, but it has really empowered me. Um, so whenever I have like, you know, these days where I feel like, oh, I'm not really good enough. Like, is this going to work out well? Am I going to achieve the goals that I've set for myself in life and business, etc.? What comes up instead of like feeling like I'm limited by these beliefs is that it's like, I'm so grateful. I'm experiencing these feelings. I'm so grateful I get to learn how to overcome this limiting belief of I'm not good enough over and over again. Because what I found is that by me experiencing it, by me learning, okay, so in this moment, this is happening. What are the NLP techniques that I can bring in? What are the, what are the Kundalini Kriyas or meditations that I can do? I'm actually giving myself that experience to be able to bring more to my clients um, and to be able to help more people with it. So that's like the first kind of thing that I've been working with in, in terms of my limiting beliefs. And the other thing that I've just realized like this morning is that I've just like, I've just kind of gone to the state of like heightened awareness now. Even this morning as I was meditating, I was like, ooh, I can feel some of that limiting belief of, oh, you're not really good enough. There's not enough in the world to go around. You know, those like old stories kind of coming up. And in that moment, I felt that higher awareness that's like, you have a choice. You have a choice to choose to focus on that today, or you have the choice to, 
to focus on trusting, to focus on the abundance. So that's what I decided to shift in instead. And it's just really cool. I think that as we do this work more and more, you get to expand your awareness and your consciousness to realize that even when those limiting beliefs pop up, you get the choice to decide which way you want to lean into. So that was kind of like an elaborate response to your question, but it just. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. And I was just thinking like, I just cannot wait, you know, to get to that point, but I know I need to, to shift my language a little bit with what I just said, but I, it, I'm just looking forward to, to reaching that point where I can look at a belief and think, yeah, no, that's not limiting. Cause I like know what I can do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you could change one thing about the world right now, what would it be? One thing only. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm like, hmm, gotta make a list. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think the one thing that I would change is I want to educate and show people that the solutions are not outside of themselves. And there's so many different ways in which this is applicable. So the first thing that's coming to mind for me is like, it's like a hot topic that's been coming up in my life is like the reliance um, of people on medicine for a lot of things, right? We are often looking outside of ourselves for those solutions of like, okay, if I'm feeling this pain, let me get a painkiller. If this is happening, what can I get on the outside to heal myself and to fix myself? So one thing that I would change is really to raise that awareness and that level of education for people, for them to realize that even if it's any kind of illness, even if it's like just anything that's going on, there's a solution that can be found inside of yourself first. That's not to say that, you know, medicine has no use. Like I definitely agree that in emergencies and things like that, like you need to go to the hospital. But what I found that is kind of sad is that a lot of people just immediately default to kind of like the band-aids, right? So instead of actually going deeper to understand what is the root cause of something, people are going outside of themselves to find that quick fix solution. Um, for me, like I've been exploring a lot of different healing modalities when it comes to Reiki, when it comes to light energy healing. And I have firsthand experienced the power of our body's self-healing capabilities, especially when you use things like Reiki to kind of speed up that process. Our bodies are so magical and miraculous. And there's so much that we are capable of doing and changing within ourselves just through our minds. And I think not enough people know that right now. And we are just so conditioned by society and the old ways of being to just look outside of ourselves to find that quick fix solution. So something that I would really want to communicate more of in my work and just like really spread the message is that we all have everything that we need inside of ourselves, whether it's for healing, whether it's for self-development, anything like we have those answers. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I, that's like the perfect segue into this whole personality type information because I feel like that has a lot to do with going within and, and learning about yourself and your needs and you know what you're going to do about it so yeah I really appreciate everything that you just said about that yay <laughs> <laughs> okay well I'm going to quickly riff here on some personality type info um, and I just wanted to let everyone know that learning our personality type is a tool that we can use to understand how we learn information and how we make decisions so aka our brain's inner wiring so by understanding your inner wiring, you can better understand your needs at a core level so that you can experience and feel more satisfaction in your sense of self, career, and relationships. 
So Ella is an ENFJ in the Myers-Briggs personality type system. So um, here's some fun facts about the ENFJ. That four letter code broken down, um, it just means extroversion, intuition, feeling, and judging. And so we've explained um, in some past episodes um, just all about the details about you know the, the dichotomies and the profile of the ENFJ personality type. Um, so if you want to check out episode 11, 13, or 15, or all of them, you can, and you can get more information on um, kind of just like the facts about the ENFJs, you know, characteristics. Um, but in this episode with Ella, I want to do something a little bit different. So I found an article on the Psychology Junkie website, and it's called Seven Ways That ENFJs Make an Impact. So this article talked about the unique strengths of the ENFJ personality type. And with that being said, the article stated that ENFJs um, are nicknamed the givers or inspirers. And so Ella, please like interrupt me if any of these like, you know, ring a bell for you or you feel like it resonates with you or you're like, no, no way. You're totally off lady. <laughs> that already resonates. Giver and inspire. <laughs> nice. Okay. I'm glad. <laughs> okay. So the ENFJ, they're usually praised for their people skills their empathy, and their enthusiastic nature. They seem to know um, just innately what people need to hear. They have the ability to navigate challenging social situations. Um, they really have this knack for seeing potential in people. So many ENFJs believe that it's really their purpose to help guide people towards their true potential in life. So oh they're goodness. driven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I, like when I was like writing all this out, I was like, whoa, like this is so you, Ella. <laughs> but um, it, they are just super driven to bring the talents and skills of other people, you know, just to life. They really love to instill courage and confidence in others and they encourage them to achieve their goals. Um, and it's just something that they absolutely love to do. Um, they're purposeful. So, you know, they appear energetic, enthusiastic, and they put a lot of effort into achieving their goals. They have a strong drive to harness the power of themselves and others for the use and the good of all. Um, wasted time and procrastination are hardly an issue uh, when they're settled <laughs> on their life purpose and path, right? <laughs> when you're clear. It's actually so funny because I always have people asking me like, how are you so productive? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like it has anything to do with the fact that you're just so crystal clear in your purpose and your mission? Yeah, it definitely does. And that's the thing is that once I found that clarity, it was like, like, I just became unstoppable. It's like every single day when I wake up, when I work on my business, when I'm creating content, it's like, I know the importance behind it. So it's no longer just about me, but like you mentioned, it's about like doing something for the greater collective. So that definitely helps a lot. Yeah, exactly. And um, the ENFJ, they, they often serve as a social conscious, a social conscience for everyone. So they believe that the best decision is the one that benefits everyone. So they're constantly examining the dynamics between people and how everyone will be affected by the actions and decisions. Um, and many are firm believers in putting others first. Although we know in like the personal development community that you definitely need to like be taking care of yourself, you know, uh, in order to, to serve others better too. Um, but they're natural peacemakers, so they're able to see situations from many perspectives and they have empathy for others and their experiences which could be really different from their own experience. So they're able to kind of operate from that fourth person perspective, which is having that ability to see the bigger picture and how everyone involved is gonna be affected. Um, and because of this, they can often find things that really unify people and solve problems with that. 
Um, they're really inclusive, so they really don't want anyone to be left out or unheard. They're super great at facilitating interaction. Um, they're great at finding and helping the outliers and underdogs who need a voice. Um, and they have this really unique insight into understanding the underlying meanings and motivations of people. So mm -hmm. they, they just, they know that everything in the universe is interrelated on some level. And they have this really great um, ability to see the potential of something happening or like just that underlying motivation that, that others have. Do you kind of resonate with that, Ella? Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and they really seek to understand the whys of the universe. So um, you know, some personality types are more focused on the hows of life, um, and the ENFJ is more focused on understanding, like, the origins of what's important, the meaning of everything, you know, the long-term implications of a decision, rather than just focusing on, like, the surface-level details. They really mm -hmm. focus on, like, core motivations, connections, um, underlying truths, and many people with this personality type say that in order to create progress, you must understand the hidden meanings of what's happening now. So I know that's a lot, but how does that all resonate with you, Ella? Yeah, no, I think that all sounds really accurate. And I think it's so cool, like how it still always blows my mind how like with these personality types, it's like, it's so accurate. And it's, it's like I became this person before I even really knew this or looked into it. So I think that's really fascinating. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I feel like personality types I mean it's a tool and if you use it right it can really help you and you know I've definitely seen ways where it's like put people in boxes but mm -hmm. I feel like I'm just a firm believer in you know you create your reality so you can do what you want yeah. with the tool yeah but okay I want to talk to you all about um, anxiety your coaching uh, spirituality and culture so on one of your lives on Instagram um, you shared a tidbit about how you ended up in the hospital in the past due to anxiety. Um, and I thought this was just really like, just honorable that you shared this. I mean, I struggle with anxiety and I feel like it's something that I don't talk about all the time. So for you to, to put your voice out there and to share your stories, it's just going to help so many people. So would you be able to share a little bit more about your story and how you overcame it? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so that happened to me now about two and a half years ago. It was June of 2017. So back then I was about um, like eight months into my full-time corporate job and I was just 21. And so when I began that job, it was a lot of imposter syndrome. It was a lot of anxiety because I was kind of put into a really big role. Um, so I was working at L'Oreal Canada. I was managing two brands, Maybelline and SC Digital Marketing in Canada. And so as you can probably imagine, that's a really big role for someone who's 21 and has zero idea what she's doing. <laughs> so <laughs> like for the first few months, like it was just a lot of like, you know, why am I here? Everyone else in a similar role, they're all so much older than me, so much more experienced. So there was a lot of negative self-talk on a daily basis. And obviously naturally at 21 years old, not enough proper training in this. I made some mistakes along the way. And back then I didn't really have that awareness around self-forgiveness, around, you know, things happening for you, around learning your lessons. But instead I really took it upon um, defining myself by those failures, defining myself by that feeling of not being good enough, which added up to a lot of anxiety and like severe work anxiety. Like every single day 
I couldn't disconnect from my inbox. Even when I went on vacation to visit my family in Vancouver, I was constantly glued to my laptop or my phone. And so that incident that happened was actually around end of June, 2017, when I was back home, I was eating a salad. I will never forget, I was eating a shrimp salad in my apartment. And all of a sudden I felt this like weird back pain. It was like this localized pain in my mid back. And I was kind of like, oh, what's going on? And so of course I went on Google and I started web MDing myself, which is never a great idea when you are a, I think it's called a hypochondriac. Basically like you think you have all the different illnesses that's possible and that you're gonna die. So that's the spiral that I went down and all of a sudden my chest started hurting and I was like, oh my goodness. And then I was like, oh my God, am I having a heart attack? And then I started hyperventilating. So as I started hyperventilating, I couldn't stop. The pain only grew. And all of a sudden, my whole body went numb too. And that was like the scariest thing for me, I think, was that I had no idea what was happening. I didn't realize that because I was hyperventilating, I was taking in so much oxygen that my whole body just went numb. And so in that moment, I had this panicking thought that was like, I am going to die in my apartment. And like, this is over. I'm 21 and this is over. Um, and so I just freaked out. I called a friend and she took me to the hospital. Uh, it was actually the fastest time that I've ever been seen at a hospital because I was actually in the hospital a few months before due to like some stomach spasms, also from anxiety and stress. And so I was like seen by doctors really quick and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. They did all the tests and like everything came back normal. So I knew that it was really to do with the anxiety and the stress. And so after that time, it was just like something had opened up in me where I was like, I need to make a change. I can no longer live my life like this because it was so painful every single day. Um, and from that moment, like back then, you know, it was like a not so great situation. And even the next day, I was so scared of missing work that I still went to work. <laughs> but after that moment, I realized I was like, this is like, that was the start of my spiritual awakening, like actual deep transformative awakening that led me to doing the work that I do today. And so after that experience, I remember sitting in meditation one day um, for like 20 minutes. And this voice came through to me when I was asking for guidance. I was like, everything is just so horrible. I'm feeling so bad every single day. And this voice came through that was like, in due time, all will be well. And I was just kind of guided to buying a lot more of Gabby Bernstein's books, buying myself a diffuser, essential oils. And all of a sudden, I kind of fell into this hole of like spiritual self-development books. And as I started reading them, I started putting practices in place. And I started little by little understanding my patterns, understanding what is causing it. Um, I started doing like different practices when it comes to releasing self-judgment, when it comes to forgiving myself. Um, and yeah, like over the last two years, it's really been this journey of um, healing my own anxiety. And as a result of that, learning those tools to now be able to help other people do the same. So yeah, it was definitely like a very scary a moment for me when that happened. But once again, it has been the greatest blessing in my life. I struggled with anxiety for most of my life. And that was just kind of like the climax of how bad it can get. But I'm so grateful for it. Because if I haven't gone through that, like I would not have had that awakening, I would not have had that awareness, and I would not be doing the work that I do today. Yeah, totally. And I just really appreciate that you shared that story. Thank you so much for, yeah, for being vulnerable. Sure. Yeah, and I, I just 
was thinking about the fact that you said you use tools and then I thought of NLP. So mm -hmm. I just was wondering if you could explain to our listeners what's NLP and what are you know, the benefits of it? Yeah, so NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, and essentially it's a methodology and an attitude for understanding the language of your subconscious mind. So your subconscious mind basically runs the show like 99.996% of all your daily actions, decisions, your thoughts, your beliefs, everything is governed by your subconscious. And so things like your heart beating, for example, you don't have to consciously think about, oh, let me beat my heart now. Your subconscious takes care of that for you. And another example is that, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you don't consciously think about, let me walk to the bathroom now. You just walk to the bathroom and you brush your teeth. So essentially our subconscious is like the powerhouse uh, in terms of how we run our day-to-day -day lives. So NLP is all about understanding the language and the programs inside your subconscious so that you can actually look at where do you have programs right now that are not serving you? Where do you have beliefs and values that are not serving the outcomes that you are trying to achieve? By understanding that and understanding the language by which you can communicate with your subconscious mind, you can actually change those programs and change those patterns that haven't been serving you. So NLP was basically developed through a process of modeling. Um, it was um, done by a lot of psychologists, just observing regular human behavior, looking at how people have overcome their problems and modeling that so it's a very powerful modality for creating lasting subconscious change so everything that we do in NLP whether it's doing some conversational uh, linguistic techniques where basically we kind of break um, old subconscious programs by conversations whether it's doing hypnosis whether it's doing other types of uh, techniques that changes the internal representations that you have about things all of these things are targeted at that subconscious level. They're targeted at changing you at an identity level. So that's where it becomes very powerful, right? Because a lot of times we focus on creating change at a conscious level. One of my favorite examples for this is New Year's resolution, right? Everybody knows that every single year in January, everyone's like, okay, I'm gonna sign up and go to the gym. And so people sign up and consciously they're like, okay, willpower, determination, perseverance, let me show up to the gym every single day. But that wears off, right? Willpower can only take you so far because it's something that you have to consciously force yourself to do or remind yourself to do. Now, what happens is that in NLP, we believe that if you can change yourself at the identity level by beginning to see yourself and embody the you who is healthy, who is fit, Going to the gym becomes so much easier. You don't have to rely on willpower because it's just a part of who you are. You're like, I'm an, a healthy, fit person, so of course I'm going to go to the gym. So that's what NLP is in a nutshell. It's very powerful. We use language patterns. We use hypnosis. We use uh, time techniques, which is basically looking at um, accessing older memories on your subconscious timeline to release negative emotions. And overall, it's been such a powerful modality for understanding uh, for myself personally, what are the beliefs that have been holding me back, how to let them go and how to create more empowering beliefs and just to create a more empowering perception or map of the world, as we call it in NLP, that is actually going to get me to my desired outcomes. I love that. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. <laughs> I love Sweet. talking about this. 
Yes. And I just, I really want to ask you about Kundalini because it's something that maybe it might be a little new to other people, but it's, it's something that's been around since, I mean, I I think I'm just going to let you explain this part because I'm really excited about this. So what is Kundalini and how do you use it in your practice on a daily basis? Yeah, I love this question. Okay. So Kundalini is a form of yogic technology. So the funny thing I always joke about this is that when I first told my friends that I'm doing Kundalini, that I'm doing Kundalini, they're like, is that some kind of like pasta? Is it kind of like linguine, like fettuccine? What are you doing? Like, and I was like, it's yoga. So what Kundalini is, is that it's essentially a yogic technology to merge your finite self with your infinite self. So in Kundalini, it's all about understanding that you are part of something so much greater. And experiencing infinity isn't something about like, oh, like when I go to heaven, then I can experience infinity and be whole. But that feeling of infinity is something that you can experience right now in your body. So Kundalini is also a practice of awareness. It's about expanding your consciousness to see how whole you are right now. It's about allowing you to experience that wholeness, that infinite you in this 3D plane and for you to understand the potential, the creative potential that you have. Um, in Kundalini Yoga, we talk all about you having your satnam, which means your truth. So it's about coming home to the truth that you are. It's about allowing yourself to fully express all aspects of you and to celebrate that. So it's a really beautiful practice that goes beyond physical yoga postures. In fact, the yoga postures with Kundalini are completely different than traditional yoga. Um, We combine uh, physical postures, yes, so asanas with breath work, um, with mudras, with different hand gestures, with a lot of chanting of mantras. So in Kundalini, um, chanting mantras is very important because mantras actually allow the sound vibrations to go into your subconscious and to rewire your subconscious. So all of the stuff within Kundalini, similar to NLP, is about targeting your subconscious mind. It's about reprogramming old subconscious programs and removing all those barriers that you have set up so that you can finally experience that infinity within yourself. So it's such a magical practice because uh, Kundalini energy as a whole Every different practice of yoga, the the goal of it is to awaken that kundalini energy. So kundalini energy is essentially this coiled up serpent type of uh, imagery of energy that is at the base of your spine. So according to different yogic traditions, according to different religions as well, when you have your kundalini awakened, it means that essentially this energy rises from the base of your spine all the way up through your different chakras to your crown and you become enlightened. So that's kind of like the goal of Kundalini Yoga is for you to have this experience of awakening of enlightenment. And so by doing this, um, in Kundalini, we go through the physical exercises to build that endurance so that we can prepare our body for that awakening. We also do a lot of meditation. We do the chanting to prepare our mind for that awakening. So it's a very magical practice that also 
basically works to increase your energetic flow. It strengthens up your aura, which is the energetic electromagnetic field that's around your body. Your aura is kind of like your light shield. So your aura is what determines what is allowed into your experience and what is blocked out of it. So when you are doing Kundalini, when your energy is flowing, uh, when you have that expanded awareness and consciousness, what ends up happening is that you become a magnet for all the things that you desire. You become a magnet for positive circumstances, for positive people, for abundance, opportunities. However, when your energy is not right, when your aura is weak, then you are more susceptible to negativities, to illnesses, um, to not so great circumstances, etc. And so that's why the practice of Kundalini is so important because not only does it build you up uh, from a physical perspective uh, with strength, but it also strengthens up your energy field so that you can really be attracting in the things that you desire. Um, yeah, that's like my quick little summary of it. There's like so many things that I could talk about. <laughs> I love all that so much. It's that's so amazing. I'm so excited. It makes me want to do more Kundalini yoga. Like just one quick question before we wrap up. Can you, is there doing like too much Kundalini yoga? Like, can you do too much? Cause it, I know it like creates energy. Yeah. So I would say that you can't really do too much. I mean, to give you like an example, I'm about to head off to Kundalini training like in four or five hours, and I'm doing like 22 hours of Kundalini yoga this week. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so for me, after every single teacher training weekend, I only feel more amazing. Um, usually, so with Kundalini, the great thing is that all of the teachings are already passed down. So it's different from other forms of yoga where the teacher gets more flexibility with designing the sequence. With Kundalini, the teacher teachings are very specific. It's like, okay, this Kriya is 40 minutes. So a Kriya is basically a set of postures with breathing, uh, with different timings and things like that. So um, you might get a Kriya that's like 40 minutes, follow these steps, do this one for three minutes, this one for five minutes, this one for 10 minutes, and you can follow through with it. So what's really important is just to follow the instructions because everything was kind of divinely downloaded from Kundalini Masters for a reason. So as long as you are following the instructions, you can do as much kundalini as you want. Although your abs, your arms and legs will probably start crying, especially if it's your first few times because it's pretty intense. Uh, but all in all, there is no harm for doing more of the practice. You can only raise your consciousness more. And as I always say with kundalini, you can only experience more cosmic rushes, which is like the most amazing feeling ever. <laughs> Sweet. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being willing to answer all of our questions and I just want our audience to know where can they find you online and on social media yeah you're so welcome so you can find me on Instagram at PSMLA you can also find me on YouTube so I do a lot of YouTube videos talking all about NLP Kundalini manifestation all that great stuff so you can find me also on YouTube at PSMLA I have a Facebook group called the badass lightworker tribe so you can head on over to Facebook and find that and I also have a podcast, the Badass Lightworker podcast that you can find me on like iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. So many different places which you can hang out with me on. <laughs> Sweet. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope that we can talk again soon. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. What's up, everybody? It's Riley with the That's The Podcast. Naomi and I would love to invite you to leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of the page after you're done listening to the episode and find the ratings and reviews. Tap the number of stars you see fit 
and leave a little comment for us. At the end of each month, we'll do a little raffle and pick a lucky reviewer to receive a little gift card from us at the That's Deep Podcast, a little token of appreciation. Thank you for all your support, and good luck.